this podcast unacceptable? I believe it to be very acceptable personally. Good. I don't know how you feel, but Good. I like this podcast. I like our listeners. I even sometimes like my co-host. Sometimes. 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 I it feel depends like on the day. I want to put the podcast, put it in my oven. Put you in my oven? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. We've started on a little bit of a low note, but we are... Freaking had, Never in the Adventure to. podcast. Yeah, we had to do some little references to the episode we're about to talk about. We'll get into You Made Me, which is our second appearance of the one, the only, the lemonous character of them all, the lemon grab. Well, maybe maybe the second most. It depends on which lemon grab you're talking about. Yep, we do have the introduction of second lemon grab in this episode, which is a very important arc to the entire lemon grab story, which I'm actually so excited to get into this episode. Again, I'm going back through it again, episode by episode. And the whole show for me, being a longtime fan, it all blends together. And it does blow my mind that we don't get to kind of the extended lemon grab story until episode 420, bro. Season wow. four, so episode he's just, 20. He's just back again and again later on. That's kind oh, of yeah. kind of crazy. Big time. He I think this is possibly the episode where they really like solidify him as a canon character and like they okay. kind of <laughs> forgot about him a little bit same with like Neptor in some of those episodes where they're like oh yeah we have this beautiful character we made voiced by Justin Roiland Roiland Ro Roland Roiland Roiland yeah Roiland and I mean like literally if there's anything that like gets memed from this show it's it's Lemon Crab's voice so yeah it's well, it's I, amazing I that totally... we don't yeah I, I totally love lemon grab, but I also I also don't like lemon grab. I've determined, so it just depends on. And I'm not going to say which one I'm talking about, but certainly there's a lemon grab that I do and don't like. Yeah, um, there. <laughs> there's no, more they're, episodes they're with the OG lemon grab, and he is, he is. I guess like, I don't know if we can go Highlander. There can only be one, but hmm. that happens later on to oh, a degree. No, really. Kind okay. of, to an I was extent, so curious if that was going to happen because, and I don't fully understand the reference, but I will just say when, when we met Lemon Grab 2, uh, which is what I'll just refer him to or as from the rest of the podcast or for the rest of the podcast, if I can remember to, I, I didn't think it would work. I was like, there's no way Lemon Grab 2 and Lemon Grab are going to get along. Like their Lemon Ways, for whatever reason, just flowed together perfectly. It was real like, a negative times a negative equals a positive sort of a situation. Yeah. And that's what they, I just, that's when what they're they like poking each as. other's faces, I was like, dude, they're going to freaking tear each other <laughs> apart. Well, you should have put that as you're theoretically speaking because like you're, you're spot on kind of with them. And, and I'm not going to spoil any more, but there's more dynamic to the lemon, uh, castle lemon grab with the entire can't, like lemon citizens with their ruling oh, together. Oh, we get more. We get a lot more. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, that's kind of like we expand upon this because... Is it all Justin Roiland voicing all of the Lemon Grab characters or all the I, Lemon characters? I don't think so. I, I'll double check that for my fans. Feel free to fact check me if Lemon Hope is Justin Roiland's voice, but I don't think it is. Okay. That's very interesting. Well, um, I, I liked it, man. I think the new Lemon Grab, Lemon Grab 2, just seems a touch more reasonable. That's the only real difference I could uh, discern between the two of them. And he wears white instead of wearing black and rides on a Pegasus, sort of a lemon yeah. creature. But otherwise, they're pretty spot on as like really the same character almost through and through. Yeah. I mean, she made it. I'm. She went into the lemon His pantry, pantry. <laughs> yeah. and made him. Now, it's just, I mean, I, I don't want to go immediately to my deep thoughts in this episode, but almost everything, again, I think this is going to be a great episode because I don't think we're going to have to do a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown. I've got a lot of deep thoughts on this episode as it pertains to like PB lore and Candy Kingdom lore, but I imagine that PB made Lemon Grab 2 
if she considered lemon grab a mistake, which she openly said in that first episode, I don't think she would make lemon grab number two in the exact same way. It, there's got to be some sort of like scientific physiological difference of lemon grab two. Yeah, I'm curious. I wonder if lemon grab somehow reached his way into BB's heart when they're sitting there on the bench and lemon grab is basically and unable to kind of like bond with crunchy where she's like, oh, you just got to give candy creatures like all the pets in the world and constant attention and, and say little baby names or like baby noises I mean, to them. <sighs> Which is crazy because obviously she's not doing that with all her kids. I mean, just look at the pup gang for crying out yeah. loud. I'm yeah, sure she I, wasn't there giving them attention constantly. But she sees his lemon ways and Pryor had said, like, I don't understand you. Like, but maybe I can make you understand the candy citizens. And maybe she realized, like, like, especially when he says, like, who says your way is the right or is right anyway? I look into my lemon heart that you gave me and see my lemon way to act. And that might have convinced her like, oh, we need to, like, I need to help him in a way that will be good for him and will and we'll solve this issue without causing more problems for Lemon Grab himself. I know, but that's, I mean, that's, you're, you're peeking on the arc of where PB's like faults are and like kind of what we've even discussed is like, how can I make the world, force the world to see the world through my eyes? How can I force them to be more like me? And that's only caused like more trouble and more strife for PB. And that's it's shown here, like directly too. Yeah, I think so. But I do think she actually makes what feels at the moment, being the person who's never seen this show before, it feels like a good move. It feels like, oh, okay, sweet. We found a way to deal with Lemon Grab that is totally within Lemon Grab's world with a character that like only a lemon grab could understand a lemon grab. And that's what PB realized. Yeah. And realized like, so, hey, you need so more people like yourself. Yeah, she's self-aware, I guess, of her own creation. So after well, does, like, you know, last sorry, ditch effort, she, it is something that works. Yeah, it is. And she does things that are good and bad in this episode. I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, praise on Princess Bubblegum for having a yeah. good solution. You've shit I mean, on her way too much in past episodes no, to praise her in this one. All right, maybe only positive things. Only positive things about Princess Bubblegum in this episode. I mean, I'm so glad that she has surveillance cameras and every freaking... Uh, sorry. Oh, you're so glad. That's negative sounding. <laughs> and I'm so glad. I love that she put surveillance cameras in everyone's bedroom throughout all of the Candy Kingdom. I think that is a wonderful idea. And yeah. why, 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 didn't why are we I not doing that? Why, do, why doesn't our government do that? I, our, our president, whoever it is <laughs> at any moment in time, should always be able to see what is happening in our living quarters and in our bedrooms like that. That's so smart. Princess bubblegum. You're the okay, best. Okay. Patriot act Russell over here. <laughs> <laughs> no quarter. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Edward anti Edward Snowden, Russell over here. Oh my gosh. No, I'm just, you know, it's just a bit much. Come on. You gotta admit, like, uh, does she have cameras hidden in Finn and Jake's house? How did that not give them pause? Yeah. Exactly. And that's like, I mean, I think maybe Finn's just like not at the maturity level yet. I think we do maybe get in later seasons he's where he's smart he, enough, dude. He he's starts smart to enough. question her. No, he's, he's, he's still like a blind faith, like a little bit of a, I mean, you see it in this episode. He takes the bullet for her in this episode. And this is, this is right post their qualms about Fire Prince or Flame Princess. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I know. I was going to talk about that. That's crazy. Yeah, and so it is very interesting to see how Finn drops down, takes the 12 units of electricity, busts out the window, takes the sound sword bullet for Princess Bubblegum. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I think he does see himself romantically or not. He is, his job is to be the full-on protector of the Candy Kingdom. And he takes that seriously. And yeah. I don't know, I mean, he just, it's it, you are right. It's weird he does turn a blind eye to holy shit, you are like filming people while they sleep. Like, yeah, very it's invasive. a bit much. It's a, it's a bit much. Honestly, now you're starting to, it, everything that I told you first season where we kick off the whole show about like Princess Bubblegum's a fascist, all that stuff. Now, like, now do you see like truly how this is like unraveling? Like, yeah, I make my people, I serve my people, control my people, I watch my people. It's a, It's across the board. It's creepy, man. 
It is it is definitely creepy and it's a lot. And I was resisting getting into it with I mean, I wasn't gonna get into it, let's be honest, just social media, but there was someone who was commenting basically. <laughs> I told you about this yesterday. Yeah. Someone was just called like my theory or, or like something that we said on the podcast. Of course, we took little clips out of context and put them on social media as some sort of a marketing, right? And someone was totally just calling me out for, oh, this is a dumb take. And <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, like I, I get it. Like Princess Bubblegum may not always be bad. And like, yeah, sure. She's not like, I don't see her as grooming Finn as some people are like saying that, like go that far to say that she groomed Finn or something like that. I think it's just irresponsible how she acts sometimes. And I think this is a great example of her obviously stepping over the line and obviously going way too far with people that have like, these aren't just pets, right? And she must see them a little bit as pets. If this is your dog and you have a camera at home so that you can see your dog when you're not home and you can feed it or whatever with a remote control, that's one thing. But for fully self-sufficient and aware and it just reminds me of, sorry, I'm ranting that I do. No, apologize. no, no. This, this is all like, this is what this is all about. This is like supposed to be for your like yeah. rant about this. It totally reminds me of princess cupcake, right? Like he didn't even know that he could leave. He could just leave the candy kingdom, go out and there and do princess his cookie. own thing. Princess cookie. My bad. Yeah. I was thinking of Mr. Cupcake. Yes. Cause he is an princess interesting character. Cookie, Mr. Cupcake. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Cupcake's an interesting character this episode. But but Princess Cookie totally could have gone off and left and done his own thing. And yeah. he was so unaware and incapable of doing that. And it has to be because of everything he knows, everything anyone in the Candy Kingdom knows other than a few select people mm-hmm. is the Candy Kingdom and is yeah. that this is what you this is your role. This is what yeah. you're doing. And it's not weird that Princess Bubblegum does all these things. It's totally normal. That's just how society works. Yeah, it's it's definitely a bit of, of indoctrination of Candy Kingdom vibe. And well, actually, because I've got so many like deeper thoughts to talk about like more like real world stuff that I feel like this is a good opening as it parallels to my my theoretically speaking. And I've, I don't have too many theoretically speakings about the show, but I had a really good one as it pertains to people like Princess Cookie and Peppermint Butler and the Banana Guards and Lemon Grab is that my theoretically speaking is that like actually the physical makeup of a candy person structure can alter slash determine their personality and their willpower and kind of who they are as a candy person. So if you think about it, lemon grabs sour, princess bubblegum is sweet. That's the like, you know, two antitheses. I'll get into that one later. That's a whole different topic I have. However, you know, banana guards are bananas. They're a little bland. They're not as sweet. They're not really candy, but they serve a purpose. They give you potassium. So they're banana guards, right? Uh, I think that Princess Cookie might have had a little bit of dark chocolate chips that were a little bitter. So potentially the more sugar, the more sweet you actually can create a candy person, the more complacent slash controllable they'll be. However, you've got peppermint butler. Again, peppermint's sweet, but it's got a little bite to it. Mintiness is a little aggressive. Peppermint butler's a little aggressive. Um, Like I said, banana guards are sweet, but bland and serve a purpose. So my kind of theory is like, there's a possibility of like the physicality of the sugar content in candy makeup um, and or, you know, sweet versus sour or tart or bland that make your kind of personality as a candy person. Um, That's interesting. All the the sweetest ones, you know, you see the sweet ones, the cupcakes, the cookies, the cinnamon buns, the crunchies, the starchies are all the sweetest. And then when you kind of see the ruffians, a lot of them are, they look like sour candies. They look like gummies. They look like something that has a little bit more of a citric acid, uh, tartness to it and so that's kind of my theory i've never thought about that in the show but i'm gonna stick with it i think yeah i like that i think maybe personality but not necessarily or like how they act but not necessarily the choices that they make because princess bubblegum though being very sweet isn't necessarily always a sweet person 
Yeah, exactly. Especially to exactly. Her, her followers and all that. So no, I, I think that's a very interesting theory. I would definitely have to keep an eye out for that a little bit more as we go through. And, and while we're sitting here, I'm trying to think through the different characters I know and how that could be applied, like cinnamon bun. But of course, cinnamon bun being... I mean, what soft, do you always call soft, them? doughy, half-baked. Yeah, half-baked is um, certainly comes out in his personality or, or how he talks. And I'm sure once he becomes bait, he'll be more fully formed and probably a more alpha character if I just had to guess. But I don't know. Yeah. That's a very interesting theory, man. Yeah, no. Well, I, I challenge the viewers to like counter my theoretically speaking, because like I know that there's candy people that I'm forgetting about. There's rattle balls. There's the like candy corn soldiers pretty much. Um that don't necessarily fit that mold probably, but like most everybody I thought about, again, Princess Cookie, I kind of was like, what if it's bittersweet chocolate that were his chocolate chips and that's why he's bitter towards the candy kingdom? I was like, okay, okay, this could kind of yeah. fit. I like that. I was, I wish I would think about that a little bit more and maybe I will going forward, but you know, yeah, as yeah, we're no, introducing I'm planting ourselves- the seed, bring it up in the next candy kingdom, like, yeah. like arc yeah. So well, as we're introducing ourselves to new- characters or as a show is like the pup gang like i don't really see the candy people as candy anymore necessarily in my mind mm. i'm just kind of going past that and i'm just like oh what is this character what's happening to them and i'll like the story of it all i'm not like oh gosh like the pup gang is this this and this you know and i, I don't are think they, are, many they sour, people are, are they sour patch kids they're know. probably not right like i can't i can't even remember i can't picture them in my head to say what candy they represent yeah yeah they're just made out of candy per se yeah, but I do know I love the way that is it Jamaica or Tuffy? I can't remember which one. I think it's Jamaica is the one who's talking. Yeah, Jamaica's the leader. Yeah, Tuffy's Jamaica the, goes, that's Blumbo. I just love that moment. It's not my tops for the episode, but it was enough for me to go, okay, the pup gang, like they're my lovelies. They they're oh, definitely my like lovelies it. of this episode. They're just out there to get that bag, and I, I don't blame them. I mean, they got the delinquent <laughs> mothers. Uh, they gotta they gotta get the bag, dude. You know, and and Princess Bubblegum, like, I don't know. It sounds like she she owes them or something. I don't know exactly what they did in their past. I would love to learn more about that. But it's so funny to me that Jake. It's like you threw a basketball at me, and they're just like, yeah, but you're like old man, so you deserved <laughs> it. Like, it's totally cool, and. They're yeah, they're great. They're my my lovely and and lemon grease a, definitely deserve to be called lemon grease, especially yeah. after he freaking tried to recondition them. I didn't even do any research this episode into electric shot therapy or anything like that. It, no, it could no, be. I didn't, I didn't really want to yeah. go down that path either. <laughs> it could be an episode in and of itself, and I think there's a much there are many better podcasts that give you that if you're really interested in what yeah, he's doing in, and why it's immoral. Type in psycho podcast. Psycho podcast. Psycho, psycho electrotherapy podcast. And you'll maybe get a little bit of that. Yeah. Or I don't know. Like any, no. I'm sure any sort of a psychology podcast would have uh, experiments where they deal with electric shock therapy and, or electric shocks and stuff like that. I mean, there are several different experiments I can think of from back in high school and, and college, uh, psychology and sociology. But Regardless, again, not not the podcast. I, I didn't spend the time refreshing about that, no, but it is no, an interesting concept. We don't need to concept. get into that one tonight. It's an interesting concept, but I thought the concept behind the pup gang was a great kind of, I don't know, like like rehashing or like realizing again after we went to, um, we had the apples episode where there was oh yeah I can't the ne'er do wells the ne'er do wells, but can't remember the name of the gang. It was Doctor J and something. Oh somebody yeah, Doctor J. Um, that, that this is still an existing part of the candy kingdom, that the pup gang is probably the ones that are hanging out or they're the young ones that end up, you know, later on being the adults in the candy kingdom that go down to the ne'er-do-well bar, you know? Yeah. They're the, they're the bad apples now that will later turn into the ne'er-do-wells. Exactly. Exactly. No doubt. And, but they're not afraid, man. And they got demands. They got demands got that you better demands. be mean. They want total amnesty for their past crimes, which... Yeah, of course. That's a, what a, this dude, he knows how to negotiate. He knows what his power is. And he's just like, I got this. And then the other thing is they want that big cash money wad. Big cash, <laughs> I want that big cash money wad to take yeah, home I mean, to our delinquent mothers. 
yeah, hopefully they're delinquent mothers. Uh, they'll show them some love. <laughs> like they always dreamed about. It's, it's such a small concept of this episode, but it is such a good one. Like it's, it's so, just so good. good. And and Jake, it's, it's good that that Princess Bubblegum realizes that like she has ne'er do wells. Like we we've never really seen her acknowledge the fact that she knows that there are candy people that act up. You know, after yeah, especially we after are, we realize that she's got cameras everywhere. Dude, and Jake was so pissed about the the basketball being thrown at his head. And then after he hears about their delinquent mothers and the fact that they've never been shown love in their sad young lives, he's just like, oh. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, just like, a, he's like, that makes sense. We had a moment where I paused it and I was just like, okay, this the rest of this episode is going to go like totally like way off the rail. And we're just going to have an episode that's just going to make you fall in love with the pup gang. And it's going to be all about their sad oh, backstory. And it I wasn't wish. at all. Like it totally was just about Lemon Grab. Put that on. I was on, really maybe, hoping. Put put that on. Maybe if we ever Patreon, we'll do like little segments on like Russell and Ned's hypothetical episodes. And we'll just do a whole mini series about hypothetical. Because we've always talked about like, why, why, why isn't there a sub episode about like the uh, the creation of the notorious pup gang? And we could, we could yeah. go for days on that, I feel like. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we definitely didn't do that. And we're not going to do that this episode, but I, I had to bring them up. They're my lovely. And they were such mm. uh, a delightful part of this episode. And I hate, I hate that they got freaking shot by Lemon Grab <laughs> with, eh. with juice, right? It's just juice that he's shocking them with. Well, which is yeah, I think weird. everything in the lemon, Castle Lemon Grab is very lemon oriented regardless. So very low pH or whatever that would be. Yeah. High pH, high pH. High pH, low pH. I think high pH is base. I don't know. I'm, I can't remember. I, I don't know. I can't remember. I, I, I have it's been. It's been a while since I've been hey, in AP chemistry. Come on, it's not this okay. podcast. That's come a different on. podcast. Come, come on. on, come on, man. Well, <laughs> I, on on that note, before we take a break, I, my lovely is a little bit boring of this oh, episode, no. but it's it's Ooh. baby. It's whatever baby crunchy is. But like when she takes him and it's like I'm gonna give you the snuggles, boo 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 boo. That baby crunchy has got to be my lovely. I don't know. Is it, a, is it a baby? Is it just crunchy? Crunch, it's not. It's not crunchy. I don't. I don't think it's just crunchy because like it, that. That I thought it had a. It was a little bit smaller than crunchy typically is, and it was kind of baby-ish. So I don't think it's. I couldn't tell, but if it is crunchy, then crunchy gets my lovely. Okay. The episode just for that little scene, but it's a boring. No. I have no other reason besides total cuteness. I don't. I don't think that's too boring, man. I mean, my tops of this episode, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, really should just been the pup gang because I'm mm -hmm. just. I'm kind of in love with the pup gang right now. I kind of want to join the pup what, gang. Well, okay. Well, what what tops did you write down though? My my tops is the aura visualizer and and that whole oh. moment where we find out that Crunchy he's got that that rainbow. Aura, you know, the, the aura essence or whatever. And we looked up different meanings for I, uh, I colors too, of aura. Yeah. You did too. Oh you, oh, you did colors of aura. I did a whole different lookup thing. So we went two okay. different directions on the aura visualizer. Cool. Well, I'm I'll just talk yours, real yeah. fast about the different colors, right? So rainbow, a rainbow aura uh, can mean, according to mindandbody.com, not a sponsor. <laughs> Mind, oh, you went mind body <laughs> online? No, that's bold. Mindandbody.com. Yeah, oh, mind that, that, that is a little bold. Yeah. Not mybody.com. I don't know what that would pull up. Um, Mindbody is a, no, that's a workout app. And I thought they were oh, actually gotcha. doing a workout app with like color auras. Oh, no, I don't think so. Not this one, at least. Uh, anyways, crunchy rainbow means energetic, busy, and confident. And then me and Ali sat there for a moment and we're like, what's Ned's aura? If you had to just, if you could use a, a aura visualizer. And we thought of orange green so like kind of orange it's orange but with like kind of greeny outlines and we look that up that means creative positive which is the orange and then green is loving compassionate okay and okay. of course I, like I asked Allie what is mine she says orangey purple which is creative positive of course and then intuitive and empathetic and I was like oh man I'll take that that's pretty dope I oh I wouldn't I don't think I would give you I'd give you red over orange red ooh because of the I dogs might, well no because you're like big red you're like rusty red <laughs> rusty red okay like, I'll take that <laughs> but I and I don't know I'm trying to think of I I don't know I didn't necessarily visualize colors and what's auras, up y'all so. 
What's big, up, y'all? Big Rusty Red. My name, my name's Big Red, and I'm I'm your co-host <laughs> of this podcast. I, did, I I think as you get older, Big Red should be. Big I know that Red. was what your granddad was. Big my, Red. My great grandfather was uh, Granddaddy Red. Granddaddy yeah. Red. Yeah, I, if I could man. embody a name like that, I'd own that for the rest of my life. Oh man! Everybody I, at everybody at your work, you're gonna be like, no, no longer am I Russell or Rusty T or I'm Big Red. Yeah, I, there was definitely a part of me that always wanted to be red one day. But my youngest cousin, first cousin, named his son that he just had red. And I'm like, that takes it. I, I can't do that now. Like, no, that is no, red. That means, that means you're big red. He's little red. Fuck him. Well, he was red before I was red. And I'm not even red yet. So I don't think it's going to be right. Like, <laughs> anyway, this is not, this is a stupid conversation. For we, don't podcast, we don't tangent. We don't tangent. We don't tangent. I thought about the oral visualizer as a whole different concept because I was just like, I saw that and I was like, vibes. What is vibes? Because I've always heard um, people always talk about your numbers in the universe and the vibrations you put off and like, what is your vibe? What's your aura per se? And I went to neurologylive.com and they had a, not a study, but a, a blog post, a paper, whatever put out. It's nothing legitimate about like the science of vibes and that vibes can be that there is a, a, the science of this phenomenon is the study of emotional residue, which explores whether an, an environment inherently contains leftover evidence of previous emotions. Interesting research suggests that the nervous system can pick up on chemical signals in a physical space that may ultimately have something to do with the feeling of good or bad vibes. So <clears throat> I think that there is a, weird thing about you know like when you walk in somewhere and you're like i get bad vibes from this place like i've had it happen no doubt. a few yeah. times in my life but like yeah you can kind of pick up on those and so i thought the aura visualizer was more of like a a vibe like well, you can see it the is vibration vibe, right? vibe yeah in my in my opinion with the colors that's how it uh it's illustrated that's how it's showed is through colors it's through colors. whatever your vibe is and that's why the colors mean different things right so if we had if we had gotten freaking pet butt, which we almost did to do the aura visualizer, oh, it would have been would like be, his, black his would have been midnight black or whatever. Midnight yeah. black and red. Yeah. So which is why the colors have the meanings right. And it would mean other things. Like you would get that evil essence off of that or some sort of a Oh, he did demonic, not want them to see his oh, essence. No. He's like, <laughs> We're good, we're good. Let's let's it would have been it would have been that or it would have been some sort of like neo physical color that doesn't exist and because he's been like oh yeah i picked up my vibes from the uh the dark universe where there's colors that don't exist in yeah. the universe that was such Something an interesting crazy. like intro to this episode it went nowhere i really was like oh where are we going with this yeah, aura you thought we were gonna go towards pet butt evil aura visual i don't know i was i was excited i was like that's a that's a cool idea for an episode and then they just stopped and they just threw it out the window and after the commercial break i'll come back and i'll give you my theoretically speaking Yes, uh, that give us, has to do with the aura visualizer. Okay, give, yeah, give me that one. And then I think we need to spend the rest of the episode after that getting into Lemongram. We have not broken down this psyche because there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of lemon meat under this one. Yeah, sounds good. Attention, citizens of the Candy Kingdom. The Banana Guards have given us an urgent and public service announcement. Brace yourselves, for the Candy Kingdom is under attack from the mischievous and notorious pup gang. Picture this. Fluffy pups of mischief, armed with cuteness and a penchant of for mayhem, skipping through the streets, leaving chaos in their wake. Yes, we know it sounds adorable, but trust us, their adorability levels are off the charts, and that's where the danger lies. These cunning little rascals have been up to no good, pulling pranks and causing wacky shenanigans throughout the kingdom, from cap, cap from catapulting cream pies into the faces of unsuspecting peppermint citizens to replacing all bubblegum dispensers with bubble burping soda fountains. They're mischievous knows no bounds. We implore you, dear candy citizens, to take immediate action to protect yourselves from the pup gang's antics. Stay inside, lock your doors, and seal your windows with an extra dab of frosting. The pup gang is known for their affinity for cruel and unusual. For your safety and amusement, we have equipped all citizens with advanced video monitors, lovingly shaped like oversized lollipops. Keep a keen eye on these magical confectionery devices as they will alert you of when the pup gang is nearby. In case of direct encounter with the pup gang, please remain calm and remain, and, and, and remember a few simple rules of thumb. 
Never attempt to outcute them, as they possess unparalleled levels of adorability. And don't be fooled by their tiny stature. These rascals possess the stealth of a candy-coated ninja. Rest assured, our vigilant banana guards are on the case, doing their best to catch the pup gang and return them to the rightful paws of justice. Until then, let's unite and protect our sweet and sugary kingdom. Remember, laughter is the best medicine, but a well-locked door is the best defense against the notorious pup game's escapades. Banana guards, signing off. With a sprinkle of sweetness and a dollop of chocolate. Stay vigilant, Candy Kingdom heroes. I, am the, I just want to do the voice we were just doing. It's so funny. We were, uh, we were taking a break and doing the knights who say knee uh, on our break here because... I am lemon grab, I am lemon grease and I say knee and I require a shrubbery. And I require a shrubbery. If we have any uh, young fans out there who have not seen Monty, I, I imagine, I don't know why I affiliate Adventure Time fans with being like, oh, of course you've seen Monty Python, but I they don't have know. to. Just have, go watch I, it. I bet everybody just, has. Yeah. I don't know. It's not my recommendation of the week whatsoever. No, no but it's you not do, mine either. But just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, now, now, what is your recommendation of the week? You do Gosh, that real man. fast. I think my recommendation of this week is going to have to. <laughs> It's going to sound so basic. It's going to be terrible. Like, mm. we just picked back up Secession. We tried, like, an episode. In the, it's a great show. It's fun. It's very businessy. I feel like my wife and I are both involved with, like, nothing of the level of, like, Wall Street crazy, you know, hedge fund people. But the show is very well written. Um, yeah. I, we're very, very much enjoying it. So... I'm going to okay. leave it at that because there's too many, there's probably everybody, there's probably seven people in your life that are just like jerking themselves off to the show. So I don't want to be that guy. It's, it's good. Oh man. Showing your age, I think a little bit, Ned. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Probably if, uh, a little. Yeah. The, it's the, not, the it's not a cartoon. Session. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> youth. I, I can think of a better youth, uh, a youth's, uh, recommendation, but mm-hmm. not this week. Hey, do I've you? Had a, not a very adult week. I've spent way too much money fixing air conditions and oh, for sure. Car car broke down this week, and we had to get a new air conditioning unit. So, I'm being very stupidly adult this week. And we all got to do it sometime. I was looking through my finances. Ah, I hate it. Just I just wish they took care of themselves, you know. But <laughs> it doesn't. Regardless, you have to make decisions, and yet to yes. get to choose yeah, things. To, yeah, it's 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 not fun. It's not fun, well, but that's to, why we. But that's why we watch Adventure Time. That's yeah, literally why we do Adventure it. It Time. helps us. It's, no yeah, I've, I've listened. I mean, we just had a great person write in this week that was just like said that their Adventure Time was their comfort show. It was like their third time through, and they're loving watching it. They're loving seeing Russell's perspective. They're only on episode like sixty right now, and so I was just like, oh my gosh, this is this is why we do this. This is everybody's comfort zone. This is a safe place to be. This is. I just rewatched the BMO Distant Lands episodes for the fans that are on distant lands. It's so good. It's so good. It's just like, and it, it's just, gosh, like BMO is so wholesome and the show is so wholesome. That's why we do this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I wanted to get back into, I know that you were continuing talking about the aura visualizer and you yeah. had a theoretically speaking I about do. it too. I do. Yeah. I can do that real fast. So as we're looking at this aura visualizer, I'm like, this could be really important for some reason. But but why why would Princess Bubblegum waste so much time and resources mm. to build something that has no obvious inherent value to her or the candy people? And as we were sitting there and we're thinking about this, my mind went back to the Goliath episode, season three, episode 10. Princess Bubblegum's flaws were amplified amplified by her clone or in her clone, the Sphinx, which is Goliad, and as mm. are Finn's selflessness and his heroism after realizing uh in burning low which we recently reviewed and talked about season four episode 16 that finn won't be her hero forever i think that princess bubblegum created the aura visualizer as a preliminary experiment in an attempt to better understand and extract uh what it is that they're each made of or what it is that finn mm. makes him so heroic what made stormo so heroic and brave and able to sacrifice himself for the good of the candy kingdom uh, for future cloning use. I think it's all about, like, she will use this in the future to more accurately be able to clone things and produce what it is that she's trying to produce. And again, as someone who's never seen the show, that's my theoretically speaking of the week. Interesting. No, that that's a good one. I would have I almost 
had it been mine, and because I thought this is where I thought you were, were going for a second here, is that she's doing it in order to be like, I don't want to waste my time trying to create relationships with people. I just want to like view their aura and I will determine whether or not I want to be friends with them or, or have them be my new knight yeah. of the Candy Kingdom. That's that she can try to figure people out without actually having to develop relationships that are potentially harmful, a.k.a. Marceline. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. I, I just, I, I totally took it as like, she can, how can she utilize this to better serve her people and or, oh my gosh, Finn's not going to be around forever. Finn's going to go like date somebody and be someone else's hero for a bit. I need a replacement Finn. And what is, what is it that made Stormo so great? How can I extract that from people? Because we see the Roy Visualizer extract yeah because it does extract into it puts the real it in, world it puts it in the physical universe so and so she could use like, that as an ingredient or something yeah you know, she's that's got some sort of vial think. where she can collect the aura gosh oh dark yeah getting dark with her man well i mean i think her intentions would probably be good if i had to assume also i mean because i'm all about princess bubblegum in this episode her intentions would be great she would be doing it for the good of all of candy kind Rot, 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 rot. Yeah, that's rot. right. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like at least in this episode, we we see some good come out of Princess Bubblegum. She really wants Lemon Grab to be happy. Um, I think in the first Lemon Grab episode that we really saw her more like push him away and call him a mistake. And I, maybe this is the first time we've really seen her try to like make amends for what she knows she created as a, at least a troublesome situation, bare minimum. Um, and it, it just brings into like, and this is just getting into the deep arc of the episode. So just prepare yourself because Lemon Grab in this episode becomes so much more three-dimensional than you could ever expect him to be. It starts off with him in the room and she catches him in the act, just like staring on her candy people. She's trying to rip him. She's like, you're being freaking creepy, dude. And he immediately jumps to, I'm the Earl of nothing. You've given me nothing. I'm alone. And I think PB's initial thought was, dude, you're so opposite of everybody else. I thought you wanted to be alone. I thought you didn't want any company because you don't act like it. And it's not the case. Is that he still has this innate sense in himself to really, really desire companionship and desire someone to understand him. And I think that's that's incredible. That's an incredible way to build a three-dimensional character is to build it as the most obnoxious being in the universe that could exist that still desires someone to understand the way he operates. And that's, yeah. I think, such a deep concept. And it really cuts deep to, again, my theory, what I said at the beginning is of, of her opposite is I think that she created him, right? to be her antithesis. She creates these sweet candy people. They follow her. They do whatever. And she was like, I need someone to be a true companion. And as she's creating companions, as she's creating all these candy people, they're just sub kind of subservient to her. So she, I, th I think that she created Lemon Grab, quote unquote, her one mistake she ever made. Do you see any other candy people that have the same likeness as her? Like, no. Do you see any, like, like same stature, same likeness, same, like, arm length, leg length? I think she created him to be an equal to her, to help potentially either balance her out, the sour and the sweet of my mentality that I was talking about earlier, but that she, like, went so over the top that she didn't realize that he'd challenge everything. He would challenge everything that she ever put in front of him, a.k.a sweet little sweet little crunchy yeah no that's crazy dude i mean maybe maybe so maybe that is her intentions or when we see lemon grab at first it seems as though he's just a experiment gone wrong like oh i could make people but i'm not fully great at doing it but maybe her intention was oh i should create my opposite to like mellow out my bubblegum ness in yeah. some sort of a way yeah i think well, i think that's a really cool thought there's a mellow out aspect of it too, but there's also, I mean, our our fans know like we're religious guys too. Like, 
in the in the concept of God creating man, right? And this is from a Christianity perspective. So again, send us notes on and other perspectives that you have too. But God created man because desiring a relationship is to desire a relationship with someone who has the choice to not love you if they choose and that they choose to love you. That's what the relationship is. And that's why, you know, we have like dating relationships out there. That person, like a person to love you is really, really important when they have the choice not to. If you could just create something like, okay, dogs' loves are great, but they don't really have much of a choice because they die if they don't love you. You know, that is it's dude, really that's great. so fascinating that you're bringing in, uh, even just from a creator and creation standpoint mm-hmm. of because Lemongrab literally says, I'm alone. You made me like this. You made me. You're my glob as he's mm-hmm. running away and tearing his shirt off. Right. And that moment had to speak to Princess Bubblegum in order for the rest of the events of this episode, the play, uh, the words to play play out out, as they did. But I really do think that, you know, when we're thinking of it from our standpoint, you go, all right, we're created. And again, from a a Christian perspective or whatever, right. The relationship with, uh, the creator is one of, of love or, you know, you try and be that way or, um, you know, and now in a modern Text. That's it's, how it is, but it's yeah, it's just it's, weird to think of it from the the standpoint of Princess Bubblegum being the creator and being a physical being that's there with mm-hmm. the creation and constantly interacting. And how does that not create a weird power dynamic? And how does that not create weird emotions? Yeah, and they and know it absolutely should so and physically absolutely does. that. Yeah, and they know so physically like you are my creator. You are the reason I am here. Versus like from our perspective, it's like there, you, there's a level of faith that you just have to have for the, the relationship with the creation or the creator uh, from our perspective, right? So yeah, but that's not there I, with, with the lemon people. That's not, or the lemon people, that's not there for the candy people and lemon grab. They, yeah. they know their creator. Their creator is there and they can blame their creator for what happened to them and how they feel very literally and go up to the face of that person the creator and say, and- hey, you, you're messing yeah. up. All over the place, well, you're messing up. Yeah, and the candy people can do it in a way that they see it more as like, you're flawed. You're not perfect. Lemon Grab can do it in the way that you created me, and you're constantly trying to tell me, here's how you should be. Here's how you should treat candy people. Here's how you should behave. And Lemon Grab's just going like, legitimately, you did not create me in the way that you want me to act. Why the hell would you do that? And that's what I think opens up this complexity with Lemon Grab and the rest of his storyline through the show is that he's dealing with standing face to face with his God. Yeah. And, and the lemon saying, heart that his God gave him and his God looking at him going, you're, uh, you're imperfect. You need to just go off and rule your own kingdom and him being alone. And then being like, he's like, I want to have community and I want to have community in the way that you made me. But like, why did you make me this way? And I think, I mean, in the whole world scope of that, it's a lot of how people, like, why would God make this uh, the uh, world full of pain and death if he's like, oh, yeah, I'm perfect. Like, I desire no pain and death. And I desire no, I oh, oh, you don't, you know, you have the desire to steal. You have the desire to do bad things. Like, that's bad. Don't do that. But then you're like, why did you create me that way? And it's a big concept of, I think, humanity in general. And it's, it's a lot of, I think, why people wrestle with any sort of God, God complex, not, not their own God complex, but the God, like a God theory is that they're like, what well, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, it, it just makes, I don't want to get too much deeper into that concept because no. then yeah. it's going to start just going into like what everybody's religious beliefs is, but it makes lemon grab so three-dimensional and so yeah. much more relatable to us as a viewer, honestly. Yeah. It's interesting from a, a creator creation standpoint, for sure. And oh, yeah. we so, were talking a little bit about- Thank you for letting about, me. Thank you to, for coming to my TED Talk here. Yeah, yeah, seriously. No, but th- we, were, we were thinking a little bit about uh, AI, right? And all the creations that we're going to be having or creating yeah. probably through AI at some point. You'll have an AI pet and it'll act just like a, a real pet or whatever. And it'll have all of the emotions and feelings and like, is it sentient? You know, that sort of a thing will yeah. start to be questions that we have, I would assume within the next 30 years 
And then at what point do we become the princess bubblegum to those AI pets? To the AI, yeah. Like that's crazy, right? Because you're just going like, to put it down, right? Like leave your computer. We're, we're not the best people ever. We're not going to be like, oh, this thing has to feed or I have to feed it physically or it will d- physically die. It's going to be fine. But then you're going to ignore, you're going to leave this AI pet online and totally ignored and living there and sentient. I mean, it's a really weird, that's a, a whole different tangent. And I don't know all of what I believe of that, no, but it is a crazy concept. And no, it's a concept that's great to bring up though, because it's, again, it's, it's, it fits within this whole like creator, like I created you for a purpose and I wanted you to act this way. And they're like, well, you made me sentient and to have my own free will. And that's not the free will that I've constructed for myself. So like, what are you going to do about it? And at the beginning, yeah. Princess Bubblegun, and thankfully, I think, as of now, she has redeemed herself. She's redeemed herself in the sense that she had this mistake. Her first initial reaction was send him off. Get him out of here. You have your own kingdom now, which obviously has caused some problems. Second lemon grab will cause some problems. But in the meantime, it's kind of like, okay, you've created him a companion, which is, and it, like it's really what he desired, just for somebody yeah. to understand who he was and... I don't know, just live, just, just be able to ex- like coexist with somebody who's not constantly telling you you're wrong. And what is his lemon way, Ned? Do you, do you know? I mean, it seems like he's just like a little opposite boy. Like his, lim- it's, well, I, I was going to say, his nindo, <laughs> like the ninja way, the limonendo? The limonendo. That's a tongue twister. Limonendo. Yeah, what, what is his nindo? What's his, his lemon ninja way? I think his, his lemon nindo way is that everything that could possibly annoy or perturb you would comfort you Mm, mm -hmm. so the screams the poking like when they start poking each other like that would annoy the shit out of anybody but they are like doing it as like instead of hugging they're just like poking each other you know yeah okay that's interesting so So it's it's at the end of this they definitely say the like a lemon gives by taking and cares by yelling, which is, yes. as you're saying, kind of the opposite of what you would, see, you know, what would yeah. be the case for everybody else in the world. And that's why they make him a lemon too. Again, if if candy is the sweet and the cuddly and the goo goo goo, lemon is the sour. So their normal is opposite of sweet, which is gives by taking and cares by yelling. So. Yeah. But 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 call first if you're gonna come. <laughs> just but call first. Make sure you call first. I love that little addition by uh, Lemon Grease too. Pretty great. Yes. Well, we'll have a because we've broken this one down to such a good degree. The next review of the next like Lim, uh, I keep saying Lemon Kingdom, Castle Lemon Grab because it is not a kingdom. He is a earl. It is a subsidiary of the Candy Kingdom. And I do love that. I do love he never tries to take over and be like, I'm King, I'm Lemon King or anything. He kind of knows that, like, he just wants to be the Earl of his own kingdom that, like, well, resides well, he did try and take over last time. I mean, he already did he that, did. right? He did. <laughs> and it was well, because at that time he was a candy citizen. And that's why, even at the beginning of this episode, he was watching the candy people. And he says, It's well within my rights. And she goes, I know. Because he's what a does candy that citizen. Mean, though? He's like, a candy at this no, point. But his right to surveil, like just like she's going and, and filming everybody's mm. bedrooms, like is his right because he is the Earl of Lemon Grab, like royalty. Yeah, his I mean, right he's, is he's, to look over people as they sleep. That's kind of that's crazy. He dude. ranks higher than other candy people. If we're looking yeah, at but it, but you from can't a true... watch someone while they sleep. <laughs> it's hey, it's also a fascist reigned government, so okay, possibly well. so. It's kind of like the. Uh, weird like nazi security guards being like hey the security guards have just as much right to watch over you while you sleep i don't know sorry for hey, saying nazi on the podcast geez, i think we're gonna yeah we're gonna get canceled for that one Ned. <laughs> it's i mean dude it's it gets kind of creepy with hey, what those, she's are, doing. those are the That's people that I'm you're saying. truly the only people you're allowed to truly yuck the ums of are those people hey i can say spoiler drop here what Princess what, Bubblegum. what Princess Bubblegum commits genocide in what? like season seven. Not like that's, like that's pretty huge. If that's you true. learn about her committing a genocide, like of her own people. 
Okay. Well, I swear to God. I I was like, where the heck is Ned going to go with a spoiler drop after that conversation? That's crazy. Yeah. There's no way, dude. Yes. No, I, I'm talking to, dude, my fans out there, it's Rattleballs. Rattleballs is a genocide for sure. You're and, just being dramatic. We like Princess Bubblegum. Remember, that's my whole thing this episode. Princess <laughs> Bubblegum's the best. I don't know, guys. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, I mean, she goes, that's, I think we're seeing her in her kingdom as she's mellowed out. When we start getting flashbacks of a lot of stuff, like, dude, she was even worse in the past, like way worse than she is now. Well, feel free to write into the Traveler's Log. As you know, nea.travelerslog at gmail.com with your thoughts and your opinions on that crazy spoiler drop that Ned <laughs> just, just threw at me out of nowhere. I I would love to hear what everybody thinks and if they have the same perspective of of him on that because that seems seems a little wild. She's pretty awesome, Ned. I I'm telling oh, you. Oh, oh, now you're on her side. I okay, love that Princess Bubblegum okay. watches people when they sleep, and that's her yum. I love that about her. Russell's gonna yuck that yum all day. You know what all else day. is kind of uh, yummy and totally not yucky at all is that, is that? here's my little bit of trivia That's, for you, well, Ned. Okay, hit me with the trivia. Yeah, a little bit of trivia. Uh, so Jake is shown to be able to move things through his body freely, right? And this mm-hmm. is Princess Bubblegum's apparent, like, preferred way of mounting him yeah. is to go through his mouth. I didn't like and, that whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. No, I think it's very, I think it really makes a whole lot of sense. And I think I'm super glad that she did that. I'm, she is amazing. <laughs> that is the best way to mount Jake, truly. Okay. Okay. I disagree because I think that, that I don't, it, it feels oddly sexual. I don't know why, but I didn't like it. Yeah. I loved it. And it doesn't <laughs> hurt me at all to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. that was my my bit of trivia for this episode. I hope you all okay. enjoyed that. I have not a trivia, but a possible Nettie's factoid that was my favorite one of the episode that I'd never picked up on Ooh, while watching wait, this can episode. I say, maybe I, yeah, yeah. I might have caught it. Yeah, catch it. Okay, so th- when they're in the surveillance room, the security room, and they're looking at the tapes, there is a moment where they see Mr. Cupcake, and he already has a broken arm before... Like and then it cuts off right, and then he goes and you see him again in public, and then he breaks his arm when mm. they're like, "Hey, do you want to go?" So that that had to be an error, right? That I think had to that, be I think that's an error. Mistake. I don't know if that's a factoid. Um, well, here's our head cannon, our personal house cannon, is that he actually broke his arm uh, in the past, and it was really embarrassing, and he doesn't want to tell anybody how it happened, so he was pretending <laughs> like it was fine. So and then pretending. when she asked him, he's just like. Nope. Oh, oh my He's arm's like, oh, broken. No. Isn't that manly? <laughs> how I broke it. That's our uh, house cannon about that. I, okay, I, I, that's a, I do like a fun house cannon on that one. Maybe that's an, maybe. Hey, maybe after even a hundred and five episodes, we now have a new segment called House Cannon, where we yeah. make our own Adventure Time Cannon because we've already been doing that for like well, most of the it's, show. You know, plausible, right? Like his arm was bandaged plausible up cannon. when he was sleeping in that scene. I mean, go check it out. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that can live separately than theoretically speaking can be disproved or not proved. And house can is just going to be what we deem is true. Yeah, doesn't matter to the storyline in any way. We'll never come back up, but that's the house canon. Yeah, exactly. I like that that house canon. But I've got two fun factoids that I didn't pick up is that one, the, 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 I'm going to save the best one for last. But the first one is that they do have uh, the banana guards in their video surveillance room have a picture of Scorcher and a wanted sign under his face in the background, which is That's hilarious. Got to be on the lookout. Yes. Uh, watching out for Scorcher. He has apparently murdered other people in the Candy Kingdom. So other people are on hitman.com or whatever, <laughs> whatever Ice King goes to in that episode. But my favorite one of the episode is about Lemon Grab's sword. And I'd always just thought they made his because he's an opposite he's an so i was like okay normal swords are tipped for stabbing and his sword is like dipped in and has like a u-shape on the front and i was like oh it's just because he's opposite that's all what i've always thought his sound sword is a tuning fork and the i sound, was wondering yeah yes the sound comes from 
his screams and it resonates off the tuning fork to create like a super hyper powered beam. Wow. So every cool. time he uses it, he's doing his like lemon grab scream. And it's and truly, that's what gives it the power. Yeah, truly unique to him. Like someone else couldn't do that, or at least not exactly. the same way that he does. Wow. That's dope. So I, that's really cool. I, that was far and away my favorite like factoid of the episode is that he has a tuning fork sword powered by Justin Roiland scream. That's awesome. Which is very powerful. Yeah, seriously. I don't know how the frick that dude is able to again i'm not like promoting justin Roiland. Say, yeah i know he's canceled not for a great now guy. yeah he's not a great guy but what i'll say is it's insane that he's able to like the endurance of his he's a talented cords. person he's a very yeah. talented person well, that's a good way to phrase it doesn't even matter but it's just nuts that his vocal cords last like that you know what i'm saying but yeah well Dude, that's dope. I've actually, unless you have anything else about this episode, there's a little traveler's log we could do real fast. Um, let's well, let's hit our lessons, and then we'll go to traveler's logs because okay. yeah, I, I want to know. If, did you have any like good lessons you learned from this episode? Oh, I had the best lessons, Ned, but I have to find them on my notes. Oh, oh there no. it is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's great when you find your people that understand you and mm. know all, or like they they mesh well, they flow well with all of your lemon ways and. That's very important. I was thinking when I wrote that as my lesson that there have been people in my life that were good people and people loved those people, but I just didn't mesh with them. I just didn't get along. I feel that. I feel that so hard. Like sometimes I just thought, sometimes they think I'm annoying and other times I think they're annoying. And it's just like our, our wavelengths aren't resonating in a good way. And it's it's interesting how yeah, that is. You, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're you bad and, uh, people. You and a, a ruffian bearded man I used to live with vibed that way. <laughs> yeah, we're we both good people, vibes. but I don't think either of y'all liked each other whatsoever. No, but I don't know. We're not going to go into that. We won't we're go into MSI. Go I'm not name dropping, but uh, yeah, I, hey, I know what you're talking about. I've here's seen what it I'll happen. say, bro. Like, it takes a lot for me to be annoyed by people <laughs> or to not like someone. So, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, moving no, on. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you um, mean. My other lesson is check your room for surveillance cameras. That's that's the other lesson I got from this that's episode. Yeah. yeah. Go every Airbnb. You do all the tests. Check. Actually do that. Yeah. Actually yeah, check do the that. remote. Check the showers. Yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy out there. Stay safe. My lessons in this episode um, is with every PB episode, don't play God. Just, it's not, it's not going to end well. Like, and I think that that we kind of see that. Like, we're seeing the repercussions of PB's God, like playing Godness, you know, coming back to Biter. So that's my first lesson. My second lesson is actually very similar to yours. It's, but I phrased it in a way, it's okay to not understand everybody. And it's okay to not be understood by everybody. Yeah. And that like individuality, except for when it's a detriment to others, is crucial for everyone. You want to see the like your life, your experiences that are through your own eyes, and that should not be looked down on or d- degraded by anybody. And that's Lemon Grab Man in this episode. And I feel like that's so many people's individual experiences. You you want to tell people about those experiences. You want to be like understand me, and they won't, and that's okay. Like, and I think Lemon Grab ends up being okay with not being fully understood at, by the end of this episode. But he ha- he does find community. So if I am going to tack a third one, an unwritten one here on my lessons is find community. Find community of like-minded people um, that understand you, but don't necessarily understand you to the point of being subservient little candy yeah. people. Yeah, and I will say I do apologize. I was being a little defensive and that does go <laughs> against my lesson, I will say. So maybe I haven't truly learned this lesson yet. He is so a good you gotta guy. heed your own lessons. He's a good guy. And I, you know, but we just didn't mesh, man. Oh no, I think fine. I think it's hilarious. I just I watched uh you and him vibe back in the day and I was like, Yep, nope, this is not a good but mesh. And it's I wasn't okay. the and only that, one. But, but I wasn't the only that, one. I'm being defensive my, again. I'm being defensive no, again. That's but, that's my that's my, no trust me. Well, my wife it, it, same 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 ordeal. That's okay. It's, <laughs> Anyways, it's okay it to not matter. Yeah. be be an individual. Be yourself. Do do everything yeah. in the in life that you want to do that can make you an individual that you 
C is going to like bear your fruit in this world. And don't let anybody say, who oh, that's against how I think. And don't, don't like change your ways because of that. Let's just like be an individual. Yeah, like, again, I agree. My only disclaimer is except when it's a detriment to other people. That's the only thing you can't yeah, do. You no can't doubt. be an individual and be like, well, I think it's okay to like set fire to people's houses. <laughs> that's bad. Don't do that's that. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, that's, that's bad. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's do a real quick traveler's log. We had yeah, uh, Hannah. Hannah chimed in all the way from Australia, if you can believe that. There's people outside of America that listen to this podcast, Ned. And Cri- crikey, mate. You listen to this podcast? It's it's another situation where, well, Ned, do we need to address what you just did? Yeah, I just, I, I went British. We talked about this in our break. Your British I just, accent I immediately is terrible. went Australian and then I went British. Your British accent's so bad. It's, and that's, it's only that's the bad, problem with what you just did. It's only bad when I'm trying to do, when I'm trying to do a different accent and I accidentally go British, my British accent is bad. Yeah. I go Cockney all day. It sounds wonderful. Hannah doesn't sound anything like that. I just want to say <laughs> her voice is way more lovely. Hannah sounds, I'm sure. Hannah, you are a lovely human being. It's wonderful. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Hannah's not a podcast person, but absolutely loves what we've created. And this, the first sentence, of course, of course, is all about us. But <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> yo, it's just, it's just wonderful. You're, you're just you yeah. know, doubting us up. Um, oh, yeah. It's so friendly and simple. And yes, simple minded. We're very smart guys, uh, but also so critical complex and incredible and i finally caught up on all the episodes uh after binging through all of them but as hannah is in australia hannah goes on to say that i've been re-watching adventure time for maybe the sixth time on binge which i think is the australian equivalent of hbo and i'm only just becoming aware that the there's massive censorship that we've got so mm-hmm. apparently entire oh. episodes just don't exist. Like the Finn's hero or Finn's hero Billy episode and yep. the Meemaw uh, assassin episode. It's insane. Didn't realize until le- listening to the podcast that I've missed on so much. Um, and for such massive end of season, start of season episodes where an injury occurs on a major character, all I'll see is a shitty zoomed in uh, cutout of what's going on. Luckily, mm. I may or may not have illegally watched these episodes before, so I know what's going on. But it's just so crazy that a kid's show has so much censorship. Uh, surely at this point, you just... Uh, yeah, surely at this point, you are just upping the rating and adding a disclaimer. Uh, but yeah, I think that's crazy. I, yeah, I can't I mean, believe a- that in Australia, there's censorship like that. I mean, I know... <laughs> One Piece, y'all should all watch it. Um, when it was on WB, the censorship is nuts. And Pokemon even has some censorship where they left out, probably yeah. for good reasons. There's two episodes of Pokemon that were left out for pretty solid reasons. But the WB version of One Piece is pretty whack, pretty ridiculous. Um, an amazing intro song, but regardless. I don't, no, I don't, it's, it's, it, it is matter. funny, though. Like You can see why like some animes get, you know possibly like censored because of violence or blood or sexual and but like dude this is adventure time this is cartoon network and absolutely we, we've mentioned that in several episodes of like this episode wasn't aired in australia like when we get really deep into factoids so now like hannah like even for you i'm gonna start looking for that because it's it's been several episodes where they were like they aired the title card differently in this country they didn't they didn't air this episode in China because it was something they didn't hear in Australia because of a violence aspect or like the fact of yeah. an assassination or something like that. And so we'll keep an eye out for that because we want the fans to know, like, if you're in those areas, you, you're missing out. Especially for good episodes. I mean, there's there's some goodies out there. Like the Billy Hero episode is a, is a good episode. I yeah, like that The one fact that Hannah went, uh, like, not seeing the Meemaw episode for her first yeah, like, two Meemaw. times watching through, that's for crazy. Sure. Yeah, pretty nuts. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Hannah, for writing in. If y'all want to get on the Traveler's Log, you can reach us at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com and send us your thoughts, send us your opinions. If you've uh, reviewed us on Spotify or Apple, uh, man, let us know and we will send you a sticker and possibly a sweet little note. We've got a list going of ones that need to go out pretty soon, uh, which is great. And then 
We're on Instagram. Y'all know TikTok everywhere. I don't even need to say it this episode. Y'all, y'all are y'all are here. Where, it's where social media in. is available, we are available. Yeah, we're we're there somewhere. Just like uh, I don't know, is that Batman who's always looking? Someone's always uh, Princess Bubblegum who's always looking. We're on <laughs> Princess every, Bubblegum who's always looking. Yeah, She's social media watching. platform always. Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for joining us. Uh, Ned, do you have anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? I always wrap up. I figured you should say something sweet to the listeners. I, I just, I like our listeners, man. And I was like, I was telling Russell, man, this was, I was excited for this episode. I love getting deep and wrapping up this season. I'm so like literally starting the show with you. And like, we are at the point now where I was getting excited. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'll be excited. I'll be really pumped when we start to get to this point in the show. We're at this point in the show. It's super fun. So if y'all have been fans, it's going to get better. It's legit. Like our stuff and the show itself is going to get better. Well, okay. Stop by anytime, but, but call first. Party forever. I love to cut.